This is Cam Wyland, and you're listening to the 15th episode of the Wordplay Podcast. I accomplished quite a bit this week, but not too much worth sharing. Worked on my blog tour. I've got October and part of November filled already. Don't forget to contact me at cam.wyland, that's W-E-I-L-A-N-D, at ymail.com if you'd like to host me on your blog sometime in November. I also finished two of my three character sketches for The Deepest Breath. The deeper I get into this story, the more excited I am. Unlike some stories, where I've had to dig to find the hidden layers, this story keeps revealing them effortlessly. I suppose it's wishful thinking to hope it remains this easy all the way through the process. The winning Wednesday prize drawing for the Behold the Dawn mug remains open until Tuesday, September 15th at 6 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time. To enter, answer this week's question, What was a Bailey? You can submit your response using the form at the bottom of the left-hand column on my blog at wordplay-camwyland.blogspot.com or email it directly to me at camwyland at ymail.com. Listeners of this podcast can also get a head start on next week's contest, which features the prize of a Behold the Dawn poster. To enter, answer the multiple-choice question, What was a scriptorium? A. A writer of religious texts. B. A room in a monastery for writing or reading. C. A preacher sanctioned by the church. D. The personal secretary of a bishop. Be sure to check the blog every week for new winners and new prizes. Until then, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or complaints, please feel free to contact me on my website at kmwyland.com or my blog at wordplay-kmwyland.blogspot.com. That said, please enjoy this week's recording, Nine Ways to Strengthen Your Beginning. Just for the record, I hate beginnings. The first 50 pages of my novels are inevitably torture to write. I'm always sure I've lost my touch, convinced that every successful story in the past was a fluke, absolutely certain that I'll never make these opening scenes gripping enough to hook a reader. And it's no wonder. Beginnings are hard. And important. They are the sales pitch for your entire story. Doesn't matter how slam-bang your finish is. Doesn't matter how fresh your dialogue is. Doesn't matter if your characters are so real they tap-dance their way off the pages. If your beginning doesn't fulfill any of a number of requirements, chances are readers won't get far enough to discover your story's hidden merits. Unfortunately for us harried writers, no surefire pattern exists for the perfect opening. However, most good beginnings do share a couple traits. Following are nine. 1. Don't open before the beginning. Mystery author William G. Tapley points out, Starting before the beginning means loading up your readers with background information they have no reason to care about. Don't dump backstory, however vital to the plot, into your readers' laps right away. No one wants to hear someone's life story the moment after they meet them. 2. Open with characters, preferably the protagonist. Even the most plot-driven tales inevitably boil down to characters. The personalities that inhabit your stories are what will connect with readers. If you fail to connect with them right off the bat, you can cram all the action you want into your opening, but the intensity in the drama will still fall flat. 3. Open with an inciting event, the catalyst. Every story is based on an inciting event, the first domino which, when knocked over, starts the chain of dominoes tumbling. This catalyst is the moment your story officially begins, and, presumably, it's also the first moment of high interest. Use that to your advantage and get right to the point. 4. Open with conflict. No conflict, no story. Conflict doesn't always mean nuclear warheads going off, but it does demand that your characters be at odds with someone or something right from the get-go. 
conflict keeps the pages turning, and turning pages are nowhere more important than in the beginning. 5. Open with movement. Openings need more than action, they need motion. Motion gives readers a sense of progression, and, when necessary, urgency. Whenever possible, open with a scene that allows your characters to keep moving, even if they're just walking down the street. 6. Open with something that makes the reader ask a question. Unanswered questions fuel intrigue. Intrigue keeps the reader's interest. If you can present a situation that immediately has your reader asking questions, you've significantly upped the odds that he'll keep reading. 7. Anchor the reader to avoid confusion. As a caveat to number 6, make sure you have your readers asking the right questions. You want to give them enough information so they can ask intelligent, informed questions, not what the heck is going on here. As soon as possible, anchor them with the pertinent facts, who the characters are, what the current dilemma is, etc. 8. Orient the reader with an establishing shot. Anchoring the reader can often be done best by taking a cue from the movies and opening with an establishing shot. If done skillfully, you can present the setting and the character's positions in it in as little as a sentence or two. 9. Set the tone. Because your opening chapter sets the tone for your entire story, you need to give the reader accurate presuppositions about the type of tale he's going to be reading. Your beginning needs to set the stage for the inevitable denouement, without, of course, giving it away. If you can nail all nine of these points in your opening chapter, your readers are likely to keep the pages turning all the way into the wee hours of the morning. Thank you for listening to the Wordplay Podcast. To read a transcript of this episode, visit me on the web at wordplay-kmyland, that's w-e-i-l-a-n-d, dot blogspot.com, and be sure to listen again next week. <laughs>